This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey everyone, welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. If you're familiar with how my voice sounds, you know I don't sound like my normal self. The whole Working Class Bowhunter crew right now is pretty much got the flu. It's a bad time, so I'm going to make this intro really quick. Uh, the podcast is presented by Scent Crusher, ScentCrusher.com, HHA Sports, uh, single pin sites. We all know them, HHASports.com, Elite Archery. Check out the Ritual 31, the Ritual and the 35 out now. And this episode is also brought to you by Big Tine. Um, they got the app, the 30 at 6, the Buck Brunch, uh, the ADG trail camera, all good stuff. Um, a big shout-out goes to one Greg Ritz for doing this podcast with us. He was awesome to talk to. I hope that we can podcast with him again. Um, just a wealth of knowledge and a great spokesperson for our sport and our industry. And another big shout-out goes out to Joe Umphreys from Big Time for letting us take over the Big Time booth at the ATA show for this. And uh, he's just kind of welcomed us in with open arms, and it's it's pretty awesome. So we hope you enjoy, and we hope you don't get sick. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Hunt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like Working Class Bow Hunter. Hey, this is Jules McQueen, and you are listening to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. It's really, really not that good. Good, 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 good,
We're here at the uh, 2019 ATA show in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, at the, <laughs> I finally said it right, I believe. At the, uh, no one the really big, knows how it's said. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, we're here at the ATA show. Uh, Kurt is here. I'm here. Eric, how's it going? Greg Ritz. Hey, pleasure to be here, guys. Thank you for joining man, us, we, man. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know how we locked this one down. I mean, <laughs> there was a, they were doing one of those draws, and we picked the winning ball, so we got you here. Well, I knew you got the last ball in the, in the container. <laughs> Joe Humphreys pulled some strings, and he's like, hey, he's going to be in the big-time booth. Why don't yeah. you come bother him? I'm like, that would be awesome. No, this is good. We've talked about it for a while, so... Uh, yeah. You know, interested to hear how your deer season went because uh, mine's still going on. I'm going back to Illinois at the end of this show because I got one more tag and I get a really big deer I'm chasing. Yeah, so uh, it's probably painful for you to be here right now knowing that deer is out there. Uh, you know what? It's good. I've been I've been hunting them through all that warm weather. I'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of people are stressing out in the Midwest it right now. It was frustrating. Yeah, yeah. It it's, frustrating. it's been such a weird year. Like, deer aren't doing what they should be doing. Well, the weather's not doing what it should be doing, yeah. which doesn't make deer do what you want them to do. Which is affecting the deer. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's uh it's Well, do tough. you guys still have a lot of crops up in your area? I don't have any in my area, no, really, no. at all. I mean, I've got farms. I have one farm that has 90 acres of corn still standing. I had another one they just uh, oh, really? took out 300 acres of beans two weeks ago. So, I mean, oh, there's beans shattered. Everywhere. Oh. <laughs> that guy took a loss. He might as well have just reported that. Well, huh? well and I think, really, he just cut it to report the loss yeah right yeah. because you gotta you, you gotta you, you, you gotta you know make an attempt to harvest it but <laughs> but to your point you know we had a great acorn crop yeah so these deer you know have not been stressed mm-hmm. which is okay for antler growth for next year yeah but man oh man just trying to dial one in is 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 Brutal. challenging so i'm hoping after this uh ata show the the weather looks like it's going to hit the typical pattern you know yep. 20 35 degrees and <laughs> right and, and yeah. i can go dig one out well i hope you can pin them down right after the show man because i know like uh our buddies are with us here and they're like man i hope i can get one one down on the ground before the show so i'm not stressing out or like wanting to just be out hunting and uh sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah today's the last day in iowa so oh yep. it is yep oh you're done done january 10th i'm i'm done yeah once well, we get home, 2020, man. Yep. 2020 <laughs> is my year. But <laughs> it's, it's year. interesting well, but. how your opinion on raising these whitetails changed throughout the season, right? You have yep. this hit list you start the season with. Oh, I cannot wait till I find Triple Brow or High Brow <laughs> right, right. or, or uh-huh. whoever, right? And then you see them, and then you start kind of putting them in these little file folders in your head. Uh-huh. Yep. And then for me, and I don't know about for you guys, I get past gun and muzzleloader season. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, they've made it. So, I mean, I've got a mid-170s deer called Triple Brown. I mean, he's great. Six by six, mainframe, kicker off his right too. But I know next year, I mean, he's special now, but he'll be 80s, 90s deer. And I'm like, he's off the hit list. Right. Because he's, he's like run the gauntlet. Yeah. I right. mean, I try right. to kill this deer during bow season hard. <laughs> And then yeah. all of a sudden now it's like, no. man, I, no. I, hope, it's he a good I, I hope he doesn't walk out. <laughs> That's funny, man. That's funny. I. You know, I'd like to say I'm in that boat with you for a deer of that caliber, but I just never, I don't ever had a deer on camera, and it's all like the, what's the neighbors are shooting and, and, right, and where right. I'm at. So, um, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying though. Like things change throughout the season. Like your, your just your attitude adjusts to what it. I don't know. I mean, it could pay off big time for you next year. Well, you, you know, you become passionate because I watch them grow up, right? I mean, typically yeah. around two to three, I can identify who they are if they're special. Right. Yeah. Not every yeah. deer is 
yeah, it's the clean aids and stuff yeah. kind of blend. Not everyone a stands bit. out exactly, yeah. right? And uh, but then you start giving them names, and mm-hmm. you know you put file folders together, and <laughs> you start talking about, man, what is he going to do next year? Right? Do you, do you think you know that little bump's going to blow into a five? Do you right. think that's really a, a drop time? And, right. You know, and and everything you theorize never works, right? Yeah. They, never, they never. They're they, dreaming a little, but right, we're we're all dreaming, and then sometimes you get the oh my god picture, like, yeah, like he blew up, <laughs> right? Oh boy. That's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of big deer died this year, too. This was a good year, I think, all across the board for mostly all across yeah. the board. What's up, Eric? Sorry, buddy. Yeah. But it's, all right. um, it's all right. You have those seasons, though. Yeah, you got it. I think the tough seasons are the best for learning, you know, and you can bounce yeah. back I learned, even better. I learned a lot this year just from yeah the shit that happened, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Greg, where, where have you hunted so far this year? I mean, so up to the show. Ohio, Indiana, uh, in Illinois, where the states I focused on this year, most yeah. of the time, yeah, I'm, I can't wait. I'm going to draw Iowa next year, right? So Perfect. I mean, that's yeah, I cannot cannot wait. So uh, you know, I've got some ground with Lee and Tiffany. So I mean, I'm still part of helping to manage that. So I'm I'm keeping track of the bucks yeah. and then, uh, working on another lease in Missouri. Oh, cool, um, yeah. You know, but Illinois, you know, that's where myself and my kids put our biggest investment in, right? Mm-hmm. We've got a pretty big footprint, several farms, not all owned, some are leased, yeah, but. It's uh, it's just more personal to me when when you know I we're sitting in the big time booth right. Yeah. Right. When I can grow them, I can manage them, I can watch them develop. I mean, even even if I don't kill them and I have guests come in, or if my neighbors end up shooting my big deer, I had two deer last year, um, and I know everyone listening to this is going to think you know I'm crazy, but mm. they were both in the eighties. And they were both five-year-old bucks, and I wouldn't shoot either one. Man, I mean, that's some commitment. Yeah. And, and I mean, commitment. we filmed them. I mean, I personally could have killed, <laughs> you know, the, the one twice. But and the reason is, is I knew they had the freak gene, right? So you get them that far along, it's like, I, I want you to go to 200. I want to see what your genetic potential is. Oh, right. Potential, right. And, uh, you know, and that's kind of the passion that the guys at Big Time have, right? They want to yeah. grow and provide these deer everything that they can to see what their God-given genetics can become. To push right, that the, deer yeah. to his limit. Push the deer to the limit, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I heard right. patience is a virtue, but you, my friend. Yeah. Well, then, well, well, then my neighbors killed them, and I, you know, oh, I, and, and I asked for visitation rights. <laughs> yeah, you, you should at least, you know, it's like, you know, I passed on them. At right. least let me see them. Can I have them every other weekend at least? Are, they, are your yeah. neighbors pretty cool with all that? My neighbor, yeah, my neighbors are really good. And you know what? It's it's free range. They right. the deer go right. where they go. And, you know, hey, they shoot some of theirs, you know. Yeah. I That's shoot. what we always say, that deer don't care about property lines. They don't. Well, I think people forget, too, that even though just because you're on TV or you're a well-known hunter or what, that they think it's just you got it made, where you have to be able to pass, like you said, five-and-a-half-year-old deer. I will have a hard time doing it because I, I've, I've never got an opportunity to deer in, in the 80s. Yeah. But I respect the hell out of you for doing that, and I know that it's not a canned hunt for you because you're on TV or whatever. I think people lose sight of that sometimes, Mm -hmm. but it's uh, it's just cool to hear that. Like, yeah, the neighbor got them. I think people like to hear that story because that's reality sometimes. They they do, and you know what? In in the one case, the deer, his name was Crown Royal, Mm -hmm. so I guess maybe (laughs) I should start drinking. But uh, the uh, because I mean, he was 19 scoreable points. He Mm -hmm. was just beautiful deer. The guy, wow, there's a little 40. That uh, that the guy was hunting on, and he's 82 years old. And he went out to shoot a doe. Oh man! <laughs> right, and he, the doe comes by. It just so happens he looked up, and the big buck comes by. And you know what? That meant more to that old man. He wore the hide oh, off for of that sure. deer, for oh, sure. Yeah. Right, and he had no history with. But I was like, you know what? You know, he had an experience that that he'll never replicate yeah. in, his, in his life. Right. 
And, uh, That's insane. You know, and he grew up in a time when there, there weren't whitetails. Yeah. Guys, yeah. it wasn't that long ago. It's not our, right. our grandfathers right now didn't have the whitetail hunting opportunity we have. I mean, we are in the heyday yeah. of, of whitetails. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I, I think that's why you're seeing a lot of these huge deer getting shot these days, you know, because all those genetics are coming back. Yep. Well, even then, my dad's uh, 59. He's like, I didn't see a ton of deer when I was a kid. No. And it's crazy because that's not, yeah, it's not that long ago. That's <laughs> my dad's. Yeah. You know, right. Things have changed. But, you know, and that just goes to show how, valuable hunting is for the deer herd as a whole yeah. mm-hmm. because if it wasn't for us i don't know if in hunting there wouldn't be i still it wouldn't be like it is if it wasn't for hunters no you know, i did i did a uh, an interview for forbes magazine here not too long ago mm-hmm. and the lady was on the fence she was, she was really good at the interview but she was on the fence of like hunting not like hunting like explain to me like convince me why this is good right right, right? okay right. Which is a cool way for her to, like, give right, you Right, right. But yeah, I could tell the slant was, is, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and I said, listen, I said, this is a renewable resource. It's a sustainable resource, right? <laughs> deer are born and deer die. Mm-hmm. But we as hunters, we're stewards of the ground, mm-hmm. right? So we're trying to shoot the more mature deer. We're trying to balance the herd out so they don't overpopulate. I mean, we have... 30 more does we have to kill off my farm this year. That's insane. And and it's because they're eating themselves out of house and home. Right. And then yeah, right. EHD is going to come through, right? CWD is going to yeah. rear its ugly head. I mean, there are things that are going to happen if we don't help manage this. Mm-hmm. Sure. Or the, the car collisions. Right. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that in. I mean there's, a, there's a lot of things. So I said, but the reason I do it is I said, I just want to be connected to nature. Right. Yeah. And I said, man, I got dirt under my fingernails. Mm-hmm. And I said, so when I work the dirt and I provide something back, and I said, I may focus on the whitetails, but it helps the turkeys, it helps the pheasants, right, it helps yeah. the quail. I'm putting pollinator programs in that helps mm-hmm. the bees, it helps the trees. Damn, that's and, awesome. and she's like, wow, I never knew that. I said, we're more passionate <laughs> about these animals than you are. I said, yeah. I said, I don't mean to be disrespectful. What have you done for wildlife in your entire life? Right. Tell right. me what you have done. You love I it. I love that. Man. I signed up for PETA. Right, right. So I yeah. get the fact you respect it. Right. But what did you do? Yeah. Except go to the grocery store did and you, consume yeah, it. Yeah. Did you fund anything to it? Did you? Big bucks Good. in the big time studio. Yeah, big bucks in the big time booth. Everybody yeah. show up right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's, a, it's a hard thing for them to swallow to, you know, when you say that to them, they're like, oh, wow, I right. guess no, I haven't. Right. And it's like, well, you know, you got to kind of look at things from our perspective. We care more about deer as a whole than deer as an individual. And uh, and not just deer, though. I mean, the whole outdoor, like everything outdoors yeah, like, we care about. And like sometimes the ecosystem, you, really, you try to explain point. that to someone and you're like, so why do you not like hunting? And they can't really explain themselves. It's that, just the killing you know. thing gets it. and then right. But then you got to explain to them, too, if they get offended by the killing. It's like, well, look at the introduction of the wolf to, like, Yellowstone. Like, right. how that right. has changed in everything. It's, like, now well, allowed. I've told this story other. before. One of my best friends, his uh, wife was not vegan but vegetarian and mm. kind of anti-hunting, leaning that way pretty heavy. And she's like, I just have a problem with trophy hunting. And I'm like, all right, well, hold on. Well, what do you mean? Because... Yeah, you could probably consider me and all my friends trophy hunters, but really, if you break it down, we're selective hunters, yeah. and that just means killing mature animals. Which is and I, like, wouldn't you rather me shoot a deer that's to his in his prime, yeah. as old as he's going to get, the peak, whatever you want to look at? I'm not shooting fawns. I'm not shooting young deer. Mm. And she's kind of like, wow. I guess I never really thought of like it as selective hunting. I'm like, well, it's the same thing. It's just looked at from a different perspective. Well, and, and really, you make a good point. You know, we as hunters, we are 
predators, right? We mm-hmm. are part of the food yep. chain. We are, you know, impact the uh, the deer population or, or, or elk or anything else less than coyotes, less than wolves. Yeah. And we are selective in our kill. Mm-hmm. A wolf isn't selective. No. no. Yeah, you don't A care. coyote's not selective, right? And, yeah. and So, therefore... It may control numbers, but it doesn't control the health and the balance of the population. So we as predators can do a better job at balancing it than Mm -hmm. just Mother Nature who indiscriminately, you know. Anything goes, really. Right, right, anything goes, and and obviously a lot more humanely. Yeah, and and to to piggyback on that, you know, and I'll uh, I'll, I'll do a shameless uh, big-time plug. Like the the (laughs) habitat that we help develop for these animals too, you know, when we're putting in like buck brunch, you know, and mm-hmm. um, if you can put some minerals, so you're getting the deer some nutrients that they need to make them healthy, you know. So we're really trying to get a healthy, you know, not only just like a healthy number, but healthy, you right. know, physical yeah. wise, correct herd yeah. too. And you know, these, these well, it are, helps them combat EHD. Mm-hmm. It helps them combat other mortal injuries, or, or hopefully they're not mortal, right? When they're yeah. the bucks are fighting and get gore, yeah. Yeah. you know, or. or you know, break a limb or get hit by a car. Yeah, sure. I mean, we all see, you know, this time of year, a lot of these deer limping around for various reasons. It's a, yeah, I mean, they're resilient. It's tough on them, right. man. Everything's against them, really, right. if you break it down. Right. And when I'm in Iowa and Missouri, or this year I was in Ohio, when we can we can supplemental feed, yeah. then those deer can help bounce back from the rut. They can help survive the hard winters. They can recover from injuries yeah. better. And then from the selection part, so my, you know, I took my youngest daughter, Savannah, she's 12, mm-hmm. took her to Ohio this year. This is her first time actually hunting oh, over awesome. bait, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we've, we've done the supplemental feeding, you know, that she's hunted in Missouri. She's killed yeah. some nice deer. This is the first time she sat, you know, over bait. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, uh, and so we were talking about it and, and, uh, and she goes, oh my God, I'm so nervous. You know, the deer are coming in and. And, right. you know, it's not it's not a layup, but I said one of the advantages, whether you're bear hunting or deer hunting or, or, or hog hunting over mm-hmm. bait, is, hunting. you can be selective. Right. Yeah. You have yeah. the ability to say male and female, old and young, yeah. healthy and unhealthy, because you, you have You can more, analyze way can, better. Right. You can analyze. Yeah. And uh, so, because I wanted her first experience, you know, to, to understand why we do what we do. Why, you know, right. why did we put big time on the ground? And why were you 31 yards away? And she shot a great four-and-a-half-year-old, nice, wide eight-pointer. That's awesome. At 12. <laughs> you, you know, so we had it on trail cameras, so we, we knew what we were doing. Mm-hmm. To your point, we were selective. Yeah. yeah. Proud, uh, proud moment as a father? Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, actually, I, you, awesome. you can have every trophy on my wall. That deer and that experience with her, I mean, she was she was through <laughs> the room. You're going to get a full Thrill. body mount then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in a room. Yeah. yeah. Just hanging her clothes on it. Oh, well, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, she would have mounted her little seven point that she had killed last year that maybe was about 80 inches. But I don't care. No, you yeah, know, that's I awesome. Have, I have my standards, but when it comes to the kids is I want you to be excited. For sure. Yeah, yeah, because that's going to keep them in it forever, really. Yeah. It's, it's exactly. develop that attraction and that passion. I'm sure she's it's already in her blood anyway, oh, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, I'm having a little girl in April, so I, oh, I like hearing those. Thank you. Yeah. I like hearing those stories of, you know, guys' daughters hunting and, then like, really diving into it. And it's kind of a concern to me. I'm like, man, I hope I can get her into it but not, like, push her too yeah. hard. So I'm kind of just mapping out on how I want to – I'm already thinking about it, even though it's a long way away, on how I'm going to introduce her into the outdoors and – my buddies with daughters like, it's in their blood, man. If you're no, that into sure. it, it's, they're just going to fall suit. Well, that's just it. She's going to be on your hip, right? Yeah. So she's going to be already in the field. And, you know, when they get to be, you know, six, seven years old, you know, 
they're naturally going to climb in that tree stand. They just want to be yeah. exploring. Mm-hmm. Oh, for yeah, sure. I'm already mapping out like uh, just things where I can put her in, where I can go shed hunting with her, strapped yeah. to my back or in front of me or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. we're going to be tearing through thorn bushes. I'll have to make sure she's all good. So yeah. my wife's my wife's excited about it. She's like, yeah, might but as you know well. what? If if we don't do that, guys, we'll break the cycle. Yeah, yeah. this this sport yeah. won't continue. So I mean, I do it. Partly because I love spending time with them, but I can spend time with them ice skating and doing other yeah, things. Yeah. You know, part of it is I got a responsibility to teach them. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of parents forget that your our job is to teach them right and wrong, good and bad. Right. You know, right. All of that. Well, part of it is I'm going to teach you to provide for yourself. I want to teach you to where your food came from. Mm-hmm. And hey, whether you choose to do it or not, don't care. I never right. ever ask my girls to go hunting. That's they, cool. They, I said, first of all, when you're 10 years old. Is they all start shooting about four or five. <laughs> right. Boy. right. right. Yeah. Yeah. First day are at nine. It, it, no, I can't say that on the air. Yeah. Right. And then, but I said, as long as you're 10, because then, then you're, you're legal and you're mature enough to understand yeah. you took an animal's life. Well, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. A re- you have the respect there. You kind of get right. the process. But all, right, all of them asked. And I'm like, well, good. Well, now they're talking to their friends. And my oldest has a boyfriend now. And she's 16. Well, he's a hunter. Oh, he already yeah. was. Yep. Yeah. So he was already a hunter. So now. You know, cool. I start seeing the impact that I have on them and they have on other people. They spread it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's got to be so refreshing and great for you to see. Well, it, Being it, a dad it, looking down at it, that. It is. But, you know, so that gives me hope to the next generation that we're, yeah. you know, you don't build all this up, you know, and it, and it goes away. Right. You know, we got to gotta pass those traditions down, you know. Don't right. pass just Thanksgiving dinner down. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. right. Well, well, I mean, I think with all, most of us here, you know, we learn from our our dad, you know. Like, right. if I didn't learn from my old man about hunting and everything that he taught me, I don't know if I'd be into it or not. Right. You know, well, there's, and there's a chance I could be, but you never know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's tougher now because they're all in sports, and you know, school's right. more competitive. Distractions and they, are and distractions everywhere. with electronics and right. You well, know, I know you do a lot. Like you said, you do like some major media interviews and stuff like that. People that might not have anything to do with hunting. And I love that conversation we are into is, do you ever get, like, like hardcore hatred for kind of being a part of this? Like, And I know you you can't give it attention, but you still have to educate those people. Well, if you, you can reason with them, and I know you can't a lot well, of Well, you, you, can't, you can't, but you don't want to roll over. So I don't know how long ago, maybe, I don't know, about 10 years ago or so, you know, whenever I'd fly on an airplane and I fly, you know, Way too much. Right? I'm going 200 <laughs> days a year. Oh, and so wow. you go, and you never know who you're going to sit next to. Right, right. So, never. so I always, you know, try to like you feather know, put, on it a little fe- bit. Feather on, and and uh, so anyway, I'm sitting next to this elderly lady, and, mm-hmm. and it kind of dawned on me, and and I start going through trail cameras, right? And she goes, "Oh, you know, that's cute. What do you do?" Oh boy. Ooh. And I'm thinking of this. <laughs> that's cute. And, and, I, and I'm like. Oh, man. It's like, so in the past, I would try to say, oh, I'm in the outdoor industry, you know, I'm right. in wildlife concert. You know, I kind of like generalize a bit. Right, you know what? I turned to her, this lady, and I said, I'm a professional hunter. And she looked at me, and, she, and, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> just waiting, 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 waiting for, for a reaction. She, right, wait for that. And she goes, good for you. I hope yeah. you enjoy it. Really? Uh, right? And just like. That's awesome. And I'm like, oh. Like she's being genuine? She was being genuine. That's, that's cool. Awesome. That's cool. That and cool. Uh, so, but then. From that point forward, I've always thought, you know, be proud of who you are. Don't shy away from it. There's yeah. nothing that we that that we do that is not, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know I love in, that, It's man. in the Bible, man. Yeah, so, I love that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so from that, I try to be an ambassador and an advocate for what we do. 
Yeah. Right. And, uh, and I'm not saying we don't have some bad apples, right? I mean, yeah, there is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But in, anything in, there is. You in, know. in anything there is. But yeah. at least for my standards and my ethics, I try to do that and be proud because you do get people, and I've had them on the airplanes. I've had them. I mean, just, I can't believe you do this. Da, 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 yeah. da, da, da. You can't even reason with those people at all anyway. It, so. it, right. And, and what I do is I just say, hey, I'm proud of what I do. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said, you have your own standards. And I said, I appreciate that. Right, that's yeah. why we live in America. Yeah, you don't have right. to. Hunt. Yeah, right. I said, but don't impose your thoughts and your religion and whatever your beliefs are on me. Right. Yeah. That's not yeah, what. Who Ameri- are you to tell me what right. I should yeah. do? Right. 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 As I said, if if I tried to, you know, in a lot of people, I say like, hey, you know, what, what's your political affiliation? Mm-hmm. To to neuter the the, deer, the hunting argument, right? Right. They go, well, I'm, you know, whatever. I'm a Democrat, and you know, well, what's your religious affiliation? And I said, so if I start hating on you, exactly, right, yeah, for what your politics are, what your religious beliefs are, right. or whatever, I said, well, how would you feel about that? Well, man, I'd make me mad. I said, well, then don't hate on me. Right, right. it's my right. lifestyle. You're doing the same thing. <laughs> it's, uh, it's what yeah. I do for a living. It, it it is weird. And there's like a a generation like you see like whenever uh, like a local news story will post um, like we got a bad coyote pop- population in our cities, and they were talking about open up coyote hunts and the amount of ignorance that went in through there. That people were just saying things they have no right. idea about. Yeah. And they were so mad. Like, this cannot happen. People are going to be shooting people's chihuahuas and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I literally <laughs> I saw some that, lady too. Said, I yeah. saw that, man. I'm like, oh, no. So, uh, you know, for me, I was just being stupid. I'm like, I'm like, you know, oh, man, what's going to happen with the coyote? So I posted a picture of a coyote with a fawn in its mouth. I'm like, you know, does anyone get the point? Or there's photos Someone online co- of coyotes with chihuahuas yeah. in their mouth. And so right. somebody somebody called me stupid. So I posted a picture of Wiley Coyote, like, lighting himself on a rocket. I go, oh, coyote's got a taste for blood. Now all humanity's yeah. doomed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I thought maybe I could combat that. I'm like, okay, if I just say something like, as stupid as them, and it's just, it's it's not. So You, you know, just I'd, go in circles, really, Yeah, so the, the best, you, you have the best way. I mean, you know, you just you have to say, look, I'm proud of what I do. You can hate it, and you can try and stop it. That is your right as an American, and I appreciate that. But we are strong in numbers, and we need to get stronger numbers as hunters because, you know, the, yeah. a lot of these people just won't stop. And, and, I they, love, and we love what we do. And mm-hmm. we love what we do, and they have no idea about the passion that we have and right. they just they're just spouting stuff off from yeah from their, not from their laptop it's not thought out <laughs> so you know it, hunters we do have to be stronger I, I like your approach you're just uh, i'm i'm no shame i'm passionate no, what i no, do right no 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 shame do you guys hear the uh that uh, grizzly bear incident that occurred up in the yukon in jim shockey's territory yeah and oh, yeah. um yeah, that was very interesting, and and yeah, that's something. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to get some of your opinions on that and everything that surrounds that whole. I mean, scenario. What, what's crazy is I was hunting uh, with Jim in that in that same area, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And and what's crazy is, um, I mean, that bear could have been in my camp. Yeah, yeah, that right? is insane. Yeah. I mean, we're in the sa- we're in the so, same same drainage, and and you know, Jim makes a good point: is hey, this is preventable. Right, and in this situation, and didn't he? he um, it might have been you and Jim, and he said something. He reached out to, I don't know, who, whoever was making the laws up there for what? Canadian Parliament. I think yeah. he was there. Or I don't know for sure. But didn't he up? reach out before all this went he, down he and, and he, said, "Hey, listen, we got to figure something right, out." Right, the grizzly bear numbers are too high. We're having more incidences in camp, and you know, Jim's a smart guy, right? Yeah, so I mean, yeah. he you know he lays out the argument for saying, "Hey, we we need." You can't just give me one tag for three years in this zone, right? right I right. mean, my gosh, they're, you know. Is that all they would give out? It was a very limited number. Whoa, right? that's I mean, So that same bear, you know, came into camp and the year before, and they're shooting over their head, and he's just, he's trying to build this case. And this, so this was preventable. 
You know, yeah, this, this so mother yeah. and this child who were mauled and eaten and died a horrible death. And, uh, that some, could have been prevented. It, right. It, oh, it could have been prevented. But it's people who don't have the knowledge or just, or just for whatever reason, want to hate on this community right. to say, no, no, no. I mean, look. So now if you look in British Columbia, I mean, this happened in the Yukon. Jim lives in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. You cannot kill a grizzly bear in British Columbia now. The entire what? province, guys. What's, Zero. What's like the motive there? Is it just the antis and it's just the... Uh... So the antis uh, got their people into government and one of the givebacks to the big donors, right, yeah. was, hey, we're going we're gonna to shut down grizzly bear hunting. So what just happened in the Yukon, mm-hmm. right, clock's ticking, guys. It's, 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 and it's going to come back. It's going to start with a chihuahua. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll yep. start there. Yeah, man, that is it's just... just... It's insane that people just... You know, but you start seeing the comments, and then, you know, you see how some of the length these people go to are like, you know, especially when there's like a lion shot there. I wish that lion would have mauled you. I think there's some people who are like, good, let the let the animals do what they do. It's like, no, we're talking about human lives. Yeah. And they don't see that, you know, because, again, we, we look at it. They don't live in the area. They're not affected and by they don't. They grizzlies live in, They live in an apartment on the 10th story. When's the last time you've seen a Correct. grizzly bear up there? <laughs> you know, yeah, for the, that's true, though, man. For the people who are out there trying to, trying to grind out, you know, sometimes they got to go. Yeah. You know, walk away ways to their vehicle. It's just how they live, and now I, they got to... Well, I didn't see when Jim... I know he uh, put a big post about it, mm-hmm. and I know he was uh, contacting whoever needed to contact about that situation. Has anything moved forward with that situation from no, Jim? Not, not yet. Did Man. I not see that he requested a meeting of... Par- and maybe this was about uh, Canadian firearms. I saw mm-hmm. him post something, but he requested a meeting, and none of them showed up. Yeah. Like, he was there it's in It's so the, sad, dude. It's so sad. It's insane. It's yeah. just a shame. Because, yeah. I mean, a grizzly is a It's a man. predator, man. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and to your point, I mean, once they do get a chase for human blood, I mean, then they're... It's, it's, I mean, it's food that, there from right, now on out. Right. It's food. And they look at it as easy food. Oh, oh for yeah. sure. Yeah, because unless you get a firearm, you're not getting away from a grizzly. Oh, no. You are not. And that thing got into a cabin on them. Correct. Man, that is just yeah. insane. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's... That gives me chills even thinking about, like, that terrible situation. Like, but, you know, with anything in nature, it has to be... Regulated has to be balanced, yeah. right? I mean, even, so if you just take a forest, mm-hmm. right? And I and I just bring this up because I just had a forester come in and, and teach me what a healthy forest should be for wildlife. Mm-hmm. I read a lot. I oh, mean, I should hinge cut this. I should clear cut that, man. Right. Right. You know, I should plant native, you know, uh, warm season grasses, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm like, I, I I don't know what I don't know. So come in and like, I want to like understand. And they said right. the worst. And I said, so, you know, we got all done. I said, how do you like the property? He said, well, there's some things we, we really need to do. Mm-hmm. Because, he said, because you've done nothing. Right? And this is over 12 years <laughs> owning the property. And I'm like, well. What do you mean? I'm like, well, yeah, well, nothing's not bad. Oh, thanks, right? Dad. I'm not right? good enough. Right? And he said, no, nothing's really bad. And he said, a lot of people, they own they own the forest, right? And then it gets mature. All the trees tend to be the same age. They all canopy out. It chokes oh, everything down. Right. So so what people's mind, meaning the, the people who are not into wildlife and not into to land, right? Mm-hmm. If you just ask the guy who's living on the 10th story, right? Downtown yeah, right. Manhattan. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, what's, a, what's, a, what's a good forest look? Oh, the Redwood Forest, man. You know what's right. Yeah, yeah, it's the tallest trees. building. Right. Right. on the I internet mean, once. Right, right. The trees just keep on growing. <laughs> yeah. No. It's you have to go in there and you and you have invasive species. Yeah. 
right? And in our in our area, we have autumn olive, right, and bush honeysuckle, yep, and, yeah. and monoflora rose. And he says, so we got to control invasive species. We got to look at the low value trees that suck nutrients out of the ground. Ah, and I'm that's sitting there going, oh yeah. He's just like hackberry and shagbark hickory. He said they don't do anything for wildlife. Wow, yeah, they're, they're robbing the nutrients out of the ground mm. for. You know, the white oaks and wow. the red oaks. and you There's know. just like so many layers to it. Right. That you can just peel away and, and like, I'm, oh, I had no idea. Yeah. So, so here's, it's like an ogre. <laughs> right, so here, here, here's one for you. He goes, uh, I mean, he reaches down and he, and he scoops up this big handful of leaves, right? I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, man, this is not good. I'm like, <laughs> he goes, no. what? He said, look. He said, we're up on this ridge. He said, look across your, your woods. And I said, yeah. He said, look at all that mulch on the ground. I said mulch. I mean, hmm. the, the leaves are right. Yeah, are, are, are thick. Right for years of you know the deciduous trees drop their leaves and they right. keep piling up. He said we got to burn your forest. And I said oh. you got to do what? Oof. He said yep. He said next October we're gonna light a match. I said you're gonna burn my woods. He said yep. I thought he was crazy. <laughs> I, I thought he was crazy. You October. Like was crazy. Let's do it January. <laughs> he, he, said, he said how is a, a native four going to go through three or four or five inches? Of leaves. He yeah. said, first of all, yeah. you don't have enough sunlight coming through. But he said, hey, listen, we'll go through and we'll, we'll take out some of these low-value trees and we'll release Man. the other trees so we get some sunlight. But he said, even when we get sunlight, what's going to grow? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing because he wow. said. Mushrooms, maybe. Correct. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. <laughs> he said, we go do a controlled burn in the forest, low heat, really slow, right. right? Pick the right day and the right humidity level. He said, we'll burn every leaf. I said, you're going to burn all the leaves. I was like. Man, that's going to be awesome for walking my dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. No noise. <laughs> but he said now you put the carbon, you put the nitrogen into the ground, yeah, yeah. right? Fertilizes the ground. Fertilize. you got bare dirt. Sunlight comes down with all those native forbs, right? The gooseberry and all that. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. Right. going to start coming up. Well, guess what? The deer are going to be healthier. Yeah. I mean, dang, that's deep stuff. Wow. So yeah, but it makes it makes me realize how much I don't know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You think you know a lot. And I should know like, more. Your mind just gets blown for a second. But same thing with wildlife. You know, we're trying to manage wildlife, whether they're predators or deer or what have you, right. to balance things out. Well, we got to look at our habitat the same way. So right. I mean, my big focus now, yeah, yeah it, man, because I love that. When, when we sat down, he goes, "What are your goals?" And I'm sitting there going, hmm, 200 inches maybe. Yeah, yeah well, when I think that's what he was expecting. I said, you know what? I want to create a sustainable, healthy ecosystem for my kids. Mm. And he goes, okay. And I said, so therefore, he goes, what's your time horizon? I'm like, I don't know, 10 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. He said, great. Yeah. We, we'll develop a 10 year plan where we reevaluate after 10 years. So, because you think, if I plant a tree, how long is it going to take? Right. Yeah. 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 Right? So, I mean, just to. You just probably relieved to hear your answer of like 10 to 20 years because. Right. Uh, nothing, I want to this time next yeah, year. nothing's like short term <laughs> yeah, when it comes to that. It's like but that's investment. the society we live in. Instant yeah. gratification. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is, man. Yeah. Social media is the culprit on that So, one. you know, if we want to bring this a little full circle back to the, to the big time is what I've learned is there's, when, when you have a lease right, or you own a piece of property, or, or you have a farm you have access to, mm-hmm. there's like two big time periods that you're going to see things jump, things really develop. It's mm-hmm. going to be year three, mm-hmm. it's going to be year seven, okay? Mm-hmm. Year three, meaning if you walk in, a lot of times the age class has been shot out of your deer, right? So they're, they're, they're two-year-old deer, they're maybe three-year-old deer. Well, in three years, those two- and three-year-old deer now are in that four, five, and six-year-old age class, which is where we need to be. I mean, 
I don't begrudge anybody shooting anything. Right. right? I mean, you've you got to have your own goals and what you're trying to do. To mm-hmm. me, it's trying to manage and get the age structure correct. I don't manage for antlers. I manage, right. I manage for age. Because antlers are specific to deer and area and genetic and all exactly. that. Exactly. So. Bingo. Yeah. You, you, you got it. And then in year seven, virtually all the deer on your property were raised under your management plan. Mm, yeah. So yep. what I noticed yep. is when I'll start feeding big time, right? So if I go get a lease in, in Missouri and I go start feeding big time, what will happen is a portion of those deer will start eating the big time. Not the majority of the deer. Mm-hmm, First right. of all, you got to feed year-round. you got to condition them. Yeah. This is here. It's safe. Now, obviously, you got to take it out during hunting season. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. Where, where but, it applies. But it's, right. But as soon as hunting season or I'm not hunting, right, boom, it goes back in. So whatever, you know, I take it out, you know, for six weeks or eight weeks, right? That That's my prime time for hunting. Take yeah. it out, whatever, you know, middle of October and middle of December goes back in. Because those deer know it's safe and it's good for me. Mm-hmm. So a portion of them eat it when year three, more deer have been born on your property. More fawns have oh. imprinted, yep. or those have imprinted their fawns on the big time. Yep. Damn, dude. <laughs> then by year seven, once they've been raised for seven years, they know where to mom go. will always bring her deer to where, okay, how did, how did deer feed? Just in general, they go to the highest valuable food most highest valuable food source that's closest to them that's the safest right yeah Yeah. right so when you set up a feeding location set it up in a location where they feel super safe they're not exposed it's in the timber you're not super invasive getting in there right Right. you ride in on your quad you feed you go out right keep the routine going so you habituate them to what you do don't ever hunt over your food Right. right if if you're supplemental feeding which you know obviously you know, Missouri and Iowa, you know, you're not going to do that because it's right. illegal. Yeah, yeah. But you'll find on year seven when all those fawns are born to, to eating big time, yeah. right, and, and, and understanding the minerals and everything else. The importance of it. You're going to you're gonna wake up one day and go, man, why do I have so many good bucks? That You put that's the work and time in it for That is crazy, man. I, I never I thought that. about it that yeah. way. I love I, that whole conversation. Can I, uh, can I ask a question? Um, well. Can you write a, a book and then do a book on tape just so I can listen to it? Just write down everything that you know. So every morning I'll set that as my alarm. Like I'll wake up. Like an hour just early Greg, and just, just like, yeah, yeah no, you're just, yeah, because that is, you just listen to this podcast every morning now. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 that, you know, and that's a, that's an approach that, you know, and you come from a, a, a different generation than us. So, you know, our generation, we do want that gratification, but, you know, where you're setting up the long term, you're able to look at the long term of things. And I, I think that's what something that we should all do a little better. You know, I've started doing that a little bit, looking at my life, looking at the habits I do, mm-hmm. like. Short, short term, I'm okay, but long term, this might affect me. But you know, <laughs> I'm thinking of a lot of things. You know, there's a, there's a lot. Dang, you you know, shouldn't have had that cheeseburger and fries for lunch, right? You shouldn't have drank 13 bush lights the other night, Steve. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's exactly it. But you know, it's that thinking of that long term. It's like, okay, so if I'm not getting it done this year or the next year, the next year, who's to say in five years I don't kill a deer of a lifetime, and then two years after that i don't kill another right. equally good deer man that's just right yeah you know, I, I think we that's a I, I know i know people can't uh can't see anything on the on the podcast but this this guy's is is 10 years of work <laughs> oh man it's a giant oh, man so yeah. greg showing us a picture look of look that absolute thing. giant buck on that's got to be an illinois deer it, it is so, i mean <laughs> i mean you're looking at a, at a mainframe five by five oh, he's, man. He's 190, 190 plus that's but insane. you can 
you know, when you sit there and look at his body, right? I mean, you know this yeah. is a fully mature. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's a thick-bodied all the way through. Right. So, but that's, you know, doing, it's, it's the sum of doing all the little things right that roll up to something special. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. that's raising kids, yeah. right? It's just, <laughs> like my kid, they hate it. Make your bed. Why do I have to make my bed? I'm just going to sleep in it later. Make your bed. Mm-hmm. I said, for two things. One, you need to respect me. I'm your parent, right? right? <laughs> I told you. Yeah, to. I'm not your friend. <laughs> right? and, and two, you know, if you accomplish one thing every single day, right, which you have no control of your life when you walk outside that door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right? true. That's true. You just, you don't know. It right? I mean, happen. this gets thrown at you. That gets thrown at you. But I said, when you go to, to sleep in that bed and pull those covers down, you know, I accomplished at least one thing. Yeah, I'm in my bed. So I said, I try, I try to imprint that in their mind. So they learn later in life the bed is a metaphor for something else. Yeah, right. for sure. Right. But oh, when, sure. That's but awesome. when they're five, when, when they're, yeah, when, they're five, <laughs> when they're five years old, they're like, I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. And you know, now I'm not saying their beds look great. I mean, but, they're, they're military. They made the effort. They made the effort. <laughs> hey, made's right. made. It, exactly. But uh, well, Greg, I'm glad we talked about all that. Something I do want to uh, touch on before we go is, you know, you have your show on Outdoor Channel, and then you own Wildcom. How do you, how do you like, man? I don't know how you have like free time ever between <laughs> yeah. the two. I mean, I just picture you're gone all the time. Yeah, two hundred days a year, you said. Two hundred days a year. You're getting pulled oh, into insane. podcasts with idiots like us, <laughs> and you're like always. Oh, this, this is my highlight. I mean, I'm passionate what I do. I mean, I'm blessed to be in the industry. You guys are blessed to be in the mm-hmm. industry, right? I mean, and you know, I could never imagine being in a factory job where it was a dead end, right? That, yeah, that right. I didn't enjoy what I do. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I think there. it's the passion f- doing what you do. You know, like on the Wildcom side, we have 14 television shows. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, right now, you know, okay, Lee Likoski just texts me, right? Yeah. Well, when I call him back, he's going to be like, hey, listen, you know, you know, I just uh, thought about this. You know, maybe this is a way that, you know, if we take permethron, we put them back of a four-wheeler, and we go spray down <laughs> our creeks, I think we can knock the EHD back. You know, so, I mean, they're the conversations you're having. <laughs> yeah. And right. they're like, okay, listen, let's talk about work. I know, I know, but, man, I just got this picture of this big. That's fine. <laughs> so, in this industry, man, we're blessed to do what we do. And everyone's oh, pretty sure. much friends, too. Like, we you are. know, throughout. Yeah. It's kind of universal. Like, we just, we never met. We're sitting down having a 40-minute conversation. Absolutely. Right. I mean, the guys from Hoyt walk into the Matthews booth, right? Yeah. The guys from Thompson Center walk into the Doesn't CBA mean we're not going to give yep. each other shit, but we're <laughs> yeah. going to get along. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you For know, sure. we're going to get along. We're going to give each other a hard time, which is part of the fun. Yeah. yeah. Really. No, it, it's, it's, it's a blessing to be in this industry. And every day I just try to wake up and just try to, you know, do what I tell my kids to do. Just do yeah. one thing that makes a difference right. somewhere else and just hope that, you know, it it, tri- it trickles down. But, I mean, I appreciate what you guys are doing on the podcast. I mean, that's Thank a you, way man. to reach your generation and the kids growing up, yep. yeah. right? And and we have to adapt. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of these companies out there run, you know, by baby boomers. They're kind of mm-hmm. rigid. They're, They're yeah. kind of rigid. They're not adopting new ways to communicate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're pretty relaxed on our podcast. We, you know, some are really loose. We, we have fun. It's hunting camp. Oh, yeah. Um, and some people are pretty rigid. They don't get it. But. You got to be relatable any way you can, really. In my, in my opinion, maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but I don't know. But I don't, make it fun. Yeah, we're trying to make it fun, you yeah. know. And it doesn't mean serious talk all the time. But these these podcasts right here, I've learned a shit ton, and these are my favorite <laughs> type of podcast. Oh, yeah. Getting being able to hear you talk about just the the process from the environment to the mm-hmm. management process on 
it's just layers of it that people overlook. Yeah. Um, this is the podcast crazy. you go back and listen to yeah. multiple yes. times yeah. and learn something new That's every time thing. you listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then one other thing I wanted to talk about. So we have a, a Carbon TV video podcast mm-hmm. series. And we had a security guard in one of the episodes when uh, Joe and TJ Unger were in at our buddy's house recording. And Steve got, was kind of acting up on the carbon episode, and our security guard uh, came in and hauled him off because, you know, you deserved it. Yeah, and our it security guard was uh, Jake Powers. <laughs> and uh, so I hauled Steve off. And I heard that you hired him, and he doesn't want to work for us anymore. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I, tell you, I tell you what. Yeah, so Jake Powers is now part of Wildcom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's a beast, guys. Right? Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. a monster. Oh, yeah. His, um, so, you know, kind of like talking about Wildcom a little bit or, or how I try to approach this industry. Jake came from the medical supply industry, yeah. right, but wanted to be attached at a passion, yeah. right, mm-hmm. to you guys, to big time, you know, yeah. to the guys over at Plano Synergy. So he spent nights and weekends trying to develop, you know, relationships and network. Yeah. And when you find people like that, we got to find a way to bring them in the industry. For yeah. sure. For right, sure. because he's our future. Right, yeah. and, and there's probably a dozen other Jake Powers out there. Mm-hmm. That well, there's no other Jake. I don't Powers. know. Well, <laughs> guys, <laughs> guys with the passion there's somewhere a, in there. Right. Jake Powers like guys, like, <laughs> like, or light. When it, when it, Jake well, Powers yeah, light. I've, or light. I, I've been choked out by that guy. There's yeah. not a whole lot yeah, like J- him. JP J- J- Light, right? Yeah, JP Light. Yeah. It's, it sounds like some sort of like whiskey or something. Yeah. Yeah. I keep waiting for him. To, I haven't seen him yet, so I keep waiting for him oh, to come yeah. around. Well, and, hey, well, if he shows up here, it means he's not doing his job. Yeah, that's true. There you go. He's like, I did tell him, though, that, uh, you know, I have, uh, I have a couple set rules uh, at Wildcom. And I said, so let's go over those. So we start going through. I said, listen, I said, you understand you're on a rolling 90 days. He said, what? I said, you're rolling nine. Every employee's on a rolling 90 days. Mm-hmm. I said, if you don't cut it at the end of 90 days, you start right back. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that guy. That's awesome. Every time I see him calm, I'm like, all right, I got to. All right, I got to go. I'm going to have a conversation with Jake for an hour, and we'll just talk about everything all at once. The podcast, what he's doing, and everything. Great dude. So it's, yeah, uh, dude. I had to bring it up. That was funny. It's on video. <laughs> he comes and grabs Steve and snatches him up. We had a plan. You had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, that is hysterical. <laughs> yeah. Came in. I was like, security. And then Jake comes in. You know, his T-shirt oh looks too small because he's so jacked and just yeah. snatches Steve's. He's like, let's go, buddy. You've Puts had him enough. in a headlock and drags <laughs> yeah. him out of there. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. No, when I saw him on the show floor today, I'm like, oh. Ran the uh, old shirt through the tumble dry on high again. Didn't <laughs> he said, uh, I think last night I was like, uh, he said, hey, where are you guys at? Ask him because we came in late last yeah. night. I'm like, oh, just rolling in. It was like midnight when we got to our Airbnb. And I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm staying in. I think I'm going to work out with Greg in the morning. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> For Greg. <laughs> yeah. But he's hard to keep up with. Oh, I know it. I know it well. I mean, hey, guys, like I said, we're in the heyday of whitetails. We're in the heyday mm-hmm. of our industry. Yep. And, yep. uh, you know, even though there's a lot of politics going out there and a lot of noise, mm-hmm. it's by the one percenters. Yeah, for right. sure. Yeah. Who, who, were, yep. who, were, who were vocal. And, you know, if I leave, you know, any words to anybody on, on this podcast, is, you know, appreciate you guys enjoying me. It's just be proud of who we are. Yeah. Don't yeah. hide behind it. Speak our voice, you know, and then always remember you're an ambassador. That's right. That, yeah. So don't, yep. don't ever post something. Don't do something that could ever shed a shed a bad light on us yeah mm-hmm. right so just remember that video that you think's funny you're going to put on youtube just think yeah. how does the other side look at me we may all get it right we may like right. you know a killer shot right with red mist coming out 
but maybe that's uh, not that, the best thing. To that's put not on. the best right. thing. I uh, get that. Yeah, yeah we're in a bathroom, sure. but no diplomatic immunity. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show, man. Yeah. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Awesome. I'd love to have you on again. Anytime, guys. And, uh, yeah, you're not far too far from. I mean, I don't know how close, but you're not too far from my hunting lease. It doesn't sound like. Yeah, so maybe that'd we be, can. Uh, that'd be awesome. Maybe we can get Joe in. We'll do some video podcasts and oh, kind of shoot the shit and bring Jake along too. We'll get him <laughs> control Steve a little bit. <laughs> so, well, should close her out. You guys got anything to add? We all good? Just thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Let's do it again, guys. Let's do it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.